If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. episode of sports betting by dummies i'm your host patty parlays and joining me as always the green goblin the voice of god himself diz diz welcome in buddy thank you patty i am ice cold there's no other way around it um need a bounce back uh need some heat maybe i ride with your tnt thursday on fanduel i am mm. ice cold and i am i am very disappointed to announce i have lost the Martingale. Yep. Yep. Poor one I out had for a, the Martingale. I had a $40 Martingale last night. I wanted to save it for the pod, but after talking with you, Patty, we decided the final leg, we shouldn't save it for the podcast. We should save it for a good boost. And uh, we thought we had one and we didn't. So the Martingale is done. I am happy to report that I netted $7 because we won so many of the initial legs. And because of the boosting, we gained $7 total. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a bittersweet finish to Martingale. Um, may take a while off before we start from ground zero again. There you go. Hey, that's that's gambling. That's a that's a sad start, but I, I had to get that off my chest. Well, if it makes you feel any better, my reverse martingale did not hit either. So we're uh, we're we're at an interesting spot, but that's okay. Um, well, you're about to get hot. I was gonna say I I am on the the brink of hitting hitting a big one. I've gotten close on a couple nights um, in a row here, so. Hopefully, sometime over these next two days, I hit a big parlay to bring it home. Is it tail patty parlay season? It, it, it might be. It, it would be nice if we had the whole podcast hot at the same time, but that doesn't usually happen. Never happens. Has it ever happened? I think the only time me and Connor got hot at the same time because right. we bet on the same shit. Right, exactly. We only got hot when we bet the same shit. Hey, that's in the name of the – that's the motto, right? Bet together, win together. Maybe I'll ride with you, Patty. Maybe that's what you need to hit these parlays maybe i need to stop being selfish and ride with my boy <laughs> selfish isn't the right word um but i how about lazy it. how about a 10 leg parlay that i don't want to put in before seven o'clock that's that that might be the better word for it yeah <laughs> but anyways uh so we're on the brink of nfl divisional round playoff weekend and we have a an announcement to make or something to admit. So when we did the full NFL playoff bracket last week on Thursday, we forgot to realize that the seeding changes the games. And so we thought we could just follow a simple metric and show like the rest of the playoffs, but those matchups have obviously changed since then. So I don't know if Diz has it on him where he can recap how we did on the wild card yeah. weekend. You do have that? Yes, I can. Okay, so we'll start with a recap of the wild card weekend, see where we stand points-wise, and then we will give you the updated uh, finalization of our brackets because those uh, matchups are different, so that could change things. And then we could, since there's only uh, four games this weekend and two next weekend, and then obviously the Super Bowl, nothing will change due to the seedings from here on out. So um, 
Diz, if you want to take it away with the recap of the Wild Card Weekend. Absolutely. So there were six games, and uh, Patty, I, you nailed the explanation perfectly, but I, I guess I just want to add, in the NFL playoffs, the second-round matchups are determined by the first-round matchups. Um, so Cincinnati beating Las Vegas, no matter who wins that game, uh, well, that's not accurate. The The lowest seed remaining uh, was the outcome of that game. So Cincinnati is still going to play Tennessee, whereas if Pittsburgh would have beat Kansas City, then Pittsburgh would be playing Tennessee. So the seeding shifts each round. Patty, you nailed it perfectly. I just wanted to kind of reemphasize that. So of the six first-round matchups, Patty, you hit three. So you have three points out of six possible. Mm-hmm. And I hit four points okay. out of six possible. The difference is, for me, I had New England over Buffalo. Um, and I had um, the, what was the other one I missed? Uh... I had four of the six. I'm trying to think of the other one that I missed. Patty, you had the Cardinals over the Rams. You had the Eagles over the Buccaneers. And you had the Raiders over the Bengals. I'm trying to think. Maybe I ripped five of them. Hold on. I had Cincy over Vegas. Mm-hmm. I had uh, New England over Buffalo. So that's the one I missed. I had Casey over Pitt. I had the Cards over the Rams. I had the Niners. Wait, that's over it, the, it was right there. You just said it. The Cardinals did not beat the Rams. I had the Rams over the Cardinals. I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. I, I'm reading your bracket right now. Mm-hmm. I had the Rams over the Cardinals. We can go back and check the tape. Niners over the Cowboys, I agreed with you there, and I think that one hit. Well, it yep. did hit. Um, and then I had Tampa Bay over the Eagles. So maybe I got five. Uh, that's a little sus that I, you're, you're thought I had four, but I think I had yeah. five. I'll go check the tape. Either way, either way, uh, you had three, Patty, and I had either four or five. Yeah. Um, so this is my discussion for us. Now, I guess it's just between the two of us, so there's no majority here. Okay. Do we – want to continue our picks as if we can no longer bet on the people we thought were going to lose the first round. What? Well, I don't even understand what you're trying to, what you mean. So Buffalo versus Kansas city. Yeah. For example, I think the bills looked better than anyone this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to bet on the Bills because I thought they were going to lose to New England? Uh, oh. So, so, so in our futuristic brackets, right? So, like, you know, like the NCAA uh, yeah. tournament, the ESPN tournament, a cha- or the bracketology or whatever? Yeah. You know, like, you have total points and then total points possible? hmm So, it's basically what I'm thinking is we can reset every time if you want. But then each round should just be one point. Well, so not... I think the be- the beauty of the future rounds being more points, they're more points because there's a less likelihood of them being there, right? Yeah. So I'm okay with keeping this next round two points if we can't if we can't allow the teams we thought we're gonna lose to think they're gonna win, if that makes any sense. So this is the only time so... we're going to reset. That's that's... So I... 
This is the only time we're going to reset. This is the only time we have to reset from here on out because after this, seeding doesn't matter. So I still kind of want this round to be two points. I just can't bet on Buffalo. Correct. But if that doesn't necessarily work. So, like, I have five. I have. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm in a tough spot. You go ahead. The problem with like saying like okay you thought they were gonna lose in the first round is you can't bet on them so that means you had to pick the other team, um, but maybe you didn't have that other team playing that team so it's like, uh, I don't know we're in a tough spot because we we kind of uh, boned ourselves last weekend. Can you hear me? I'm in the Whiteland dead spot. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so I like your point there. My only concern is it's almost impossible for you to win if we make each round one point. I mean, there's only there's six games left, right? Seven. There's seven games left. If I'm up five to three, uh, I, I mean, there's ground to gain, but I think your biggest advantage right now was Buffalo, right? Correct. I mean, I, mean, I am Posed, uh, if Buffalo goes on to win, because I thought they were, like they looked better than anyone. I had them losing, whereas you had Buffalo in your Super Bowl, right, Pat? Correct. So I I don't know. I guess that we totally butchered it last week. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, it. That's but I the guess real the issue. Is we messed up last week. The discussion I wanted for the pod was: Do we do it each round at a time, or do we? So, or do we pick the future now, but you can't – so we can do each round from here on out, right? Seating doesn't matter. Right. So do we do that going forward? I just essentially have to bet – I just have to pick the Chiefs, which I would have done anyways. I just – I don't know. Do we, do we limit our picks this week to what we had last week? Um – it only changes one of my outcomes. Well, and see, for me, um, I had three teams lose, but I don't think I had any of those teams making it to the championship games. So for me, it's Correct. not a huge so you, deal. So you had what what hurts you really pretty much is the NFC, like the, the Bucks and the Rams, essentially. But I didn't have them going past this round anyway, so... Uh, oh, so I, you, so uh, they play each other is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you should be able to pick that because you can't just not be able to get a point because they're playing each other. But then that's like cheating because I had neither of those teams there. So do we (laughs) – this is comedy. I thought this would be great podcast material. Maybe it isn't. (laughs) Uh, Do we just not allow you to get two Uh, points on that because you picked that both of them would lose? I mean, I'm okay with that. And I guess, I mean, if the Bills win the Super Bowl, I'm host because I had them losing in the first round, right? So it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. All right, I say we full send it, Patty. Okay. So then I would technically have to pick the Titans, right? Correct, because you had the Bengals losing to the Raiders. Raiders yep, so Titans, I'll take them. Um, Bills, Chiefs, I'm going to take the Bills. Yep. Um. Packers, 49ers, I'm taking the Packers. 
That that was originally my NFC Championship matchup, so now it's just happened a week early, so I'm going to take the Packers there, and then I'll lose the Buccaneers-Rams game regardless. And then I'll have so – Pac- sorry. No, I'm sorry. I didn't – you're good. Go ahead. And then I was just going to say I'll have Packers-Bills Super Bowl, and then Packers winning the Super Bowl. So essentially, you can get six of eight possible points this round. Correct. But then you can only get five of ten next round. That's not right. You don't have anyone playing the Packers in the NFC Championship. Yeah, so if the Packers win, I'm fine. Oh, good call, good call, good call. All right, all right, there we go. Sorry, I'm a little slow. I'm a little slow. I'm on the interstate. That's that's on me. I'm not trying to crash my car. This is a little bit intense. I probably should have waited until I got home for this. It's all good. Ooh. Um. So yeah, I got I got the Titans over the Bengals. This one was tough for me. I would I think kind of an emotional hedge. I'd love for the Bengals to do it. Um. I I may tease the Bengals up. I think they're at three and a half right now. Is that still accurate, Patty? Uh, I'll look. You go ahead and keep moving. So I got Titans. Over the Bengals, uh, no choice here. Chiefs have to beat the Bills. Um, I had the Bills losing to New England first round, like I've already mentioned. Uh, but if the Bills win this, I'm pretty much done in this competition, I think, because the Bills look better than anyone. I could see the Chiefs taking it. Um, probably one of the better games this weekend, uh, riding the Chiefs, kind of because I have to. I have the Packers over the Niners, but I'm loving – I'm loving the amount of points here. I think it's at five and a half. May tease the Niners up as well. But I think the Packers come out on top. I think Jimmy G is pretty wounded. I think he's he's kind of hiding it from an injury perspective. And he made a couple bonehead plays against the Cowboys. And if it wasn't the Cowboys, they had a chance to lose that game. So I'm sticking with the Packers off a of fresh bye. And then I got the Rams to upset the Buccaneers. Rams defense looked phenomenal. The, the Buccaneers... Offensive line is beat up from the first round game against the Eagles and Tom Brady doesn't have all of his weapons. So I think just from an injury standpoint from the Rams looking unbelievable against the Cardinals, I think they'll be able to shut down Tom Brady and the Bucks loving that their underdogs don't want to give too much away for football Friday, but I got the Titans to beat the Bengals. I got the chiefs to beat the bills. I got the Packers to beat the Niners. I got the Rams to beat the Bucks. So going forward, I have the Chiefs to beat the Titans in the AFC Championship. I have the Packers beating the Rams in the NFC Championship. And then I have the Chiefs beating the Packers for the Super Bowl. Wait, you changed and now you have the Chiefs beating the Packers? Did I have the Packers originally? You did. We had the same Super Bowl winner originally. Oh, you can, fuck. I didn't you can change that. it if you want. That's fine. That just means that there will be a better chance for one of us to come out on top and not tie. I don't think we can tie at this point. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Either way, hold on. Let me. Well, shit. It does. It doesn't matter. We can. We can. I thought it. I had the Chiefs winning the first time. So my Super Bowl matchup was the same, though, right? I had Chiefs Packers. I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. I'll, I'll go with the. I'll. I'll switch to the Chiefs. Okay. So we don't have the same Super Bowl. Okay. That's fine. Good deal. Um, That's so sloppy. Don't ever let me run anything on this podcast ever again. People don't Clearly realize. Shit to bed. People don't realize the amount of work that goes into podcasting. 
Clearly, I don't. Um, but to answer your question, is the Bengals are three and a half point dogs. 49ers, five and a half point dogs. Rams, three point dogs. And Bills, one and a half point dogs. Gotcha. And for Football Friday tomorrow, Diz, I texted this to you. I don't know if you understood or knew what I was going for. But for Football Friday tomorrow, we're going to have to eat, pick one of these games for each of the four categories. You can only pick so one. So no, re- no repeats. No. So this okay. one's this one's going to take some maneuvering. Yep, I love it. Okay. I that was, I love it because I think my favorite underdog I may have to take the over because I like more underdogs than overs. So that's yeah. I hate to hate to tease it, but there's a lot of strategy going into football Friday tomorrow. That's right. And that, that was a parting gift from Connor. Connor mentioned that we should do that when there's four games left is make each of us yeah. pick a different uh one for each game and not just pick one game or two games and load up on those games even out even off the pod he's the most beneficial person he he's he, he left us gifts that keep on giving all right anything else for the football before we uh move on Diz? Uh, i don't think so okay so then let's review our dumbest dummy picks from monday i went two and three um Diz, how did you do I went 0-3, absolutely dog shit. None of my tennis picks hit, and we're already past the opening rounds where I normally make my money. I've, I think I've realized, and it's been, a, it's been a horrifying realization for me, that when I'm not in college and I actually have shit to do yep. and I can't follow a Grand Slam tennis tournament when all the matches are overnight because I have a full-time job, mm-hmm. it's tough to make winners because you can't watch it, you can't see who's hot, um, you can't track it. You can't get the edge uh, that you could get when you weren't doing anything. So I may be slowly stepping away from Grand Slam tennis. Um, I, I'm obviously going to hammer the remaining Grand Slams this season. But, man, if I keep struggling, if I keep losing money, I may have to uh, realize that it's not my strength anymore and uh, and keep it moving. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to try to keep making money and and, and – gain some of our losses back that we've had so far in this Australian open with the later rounds, but without Djokovic in it, it's, it's obviously tough to tough to get some value in the later rounds, but Oh, for three, not great. Hoping to bounce back short-term memory. So it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that Diz, and that actually brings me to a point that I didn't realize I was going to be making on this podcast, but I, I, you're absolutely right. When you have a full-time job and you're not in college or it's not the weekend, you don't have the same amount of time. And I think that's part of the reason why I've developed into like a stats-based uh, better, if you will, right? It's not so much like, oh, I have a feeling for this. I think this is going to happen this way, even though everything says otherwise. I just purely rely on stats and information that I can gather quickly from some quick research and that kind of lends to my uh, my gambling. Yeah, I think um, I definitely wish I spent more time looking at numbers and stats. Um, but I will say, even with a full-time – my only counter, and I, I don't disagree with you. I think you're totally right. My only thing is I tend to still bet on games that I can watch. So whether it's like yeah. a – a, a night game during the week or stuff on the weekend, I still don't bet on a lot of things I can't watch. 
And I think that was my biggest point there with like Grand Slam tennis overseas is like the only really matches I can watch are weeknight games. And a lot of times they just don't, they don't get the screen time because it's tennis. No offense to tennis fans out there. But like in college, there were times where I'd be on a bender or I'd be up late anyways, just because, and I would watch like a five set tennis match for no reason because I was young and I didn't have anything better to do. So I agree with you. Maybe that should be one of my new year's gambling resolutions is to look at the numbers more frequently like you do. Maybe that'll help my numbers. Uh, maybe that'll help my profits, but um yeah, I think you're right on the fact of when you have less time to follow it, use the numbers, and maybe that's something I should do going forward. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's why uh, sites like thedailystakes.com are super helpful is because they condense all that into an easy, readable format that you can do in just a little bit of time. For sure. Uh, in the competition, Diz, I am up 3.58 units, and you are down 2.18 units. Yes. But all it takes is one bad night for me, and I'm back down below where you're at. So um, tonight, Diz, I have six player props for you. Um, are you good with me just going ahead? Rep on Bob. Okay. Uh, the first one, I got Andrew Wiggins over one and a half three-pointers made at minus 150. He has hit this in eight of his last ten games. He is averaging 2.6 over his last five games, and the Pacers rank third in three points allowed, which is not a good sign, but they rank 23rd in three-point percentage. I think the Golden State Warriors will shoot plenty, so I'm not worried about them allowing it. And with that good three-point percentage, then I think they will still hit a good amount of them. Same game, same player, different prop. I'm going Andrew Wiggins under four and a half rebounds at minus 144. He has hit this in one of his last 10 games. He is averaging three over his last 10 games. And the Pacers rank fourth in rebounds allowed. Now I'm going same game, same prop, different player. Clay Thompson under three and a half rebounds at minus 132. He has hit this in one of five games this season. He's averaging three. And again, the Pacers rank fourth in rebounds allowed. And then I have Josh Hart of the New Orleans Pelicans over 13.5 points at minus 114. He has hit this in eight of his last 10 games. He's averaging 16.9 over that span. And the Knicks rank six in points allowed, but Hart has averaged 16 against the Knicks this season. Then I have Herbert Jones over 11.5 points at minus 108. He has hit this in eight of his last 10. He is averaging 14.3 points over his last 10. Again, the Knicks rank six points allowed, but he has averaged 12 against the Knicks this season. And my final one, I have RJ Barrett over one and a half threes at minus 194. It's a lot of juice to lay, but that's how confident I am in this one. He has hit this in nine straight games, um, and he's averaging 2.4 threes made over his last 10. And the Pelicans rank 23rd in three points allowed and 29th in three-point percentage allowed. Oh, and he is averaging six against the Pelicans this season. So, like R.J. Barrett in that spot. I would honestly look at taking R.J. Barrett like three plus threes made or even four point three four uh, threes made. But I'm, I'm laying the juice and going to safe over one and a half. Juice, Patty. It's a, it's a lot of juice. I, I don't like laying that much, but uh, nonetheless... <laughs> Uh, Diz, what do you got for us tonight? 
So I'm taking a little bit of a different strategy. You know, you know, I'm a value guy and I, I, I love, I'm kind of in the middle of you, right? I mean, you, you have stones. I don't have stones, but I love value. If I see something I like, I like to take it at plus value, but I need to see some wins. I need to hear some yeses. I need to see some more money in my FanDuel account, even if it's not a lot of payout. So I'm just trying to get back to even here. I got three very, I don't want to say very likely, but very possible bets. Um, I got Purdue minus three and a half against the Hoosiers tonight. Pat, I'm surprised you're not betting on this game. I am. I just didn't list it, list it in my dumbest dummy. I'm looking at that as a possible best bet for tonight, but I definitely have at least a ticket or two with uh, Purdue minus three and a half. Okay, good. Yeah. I, my biggest thing here, I was thinking about what this line's going to be all week. And, uh, you know, I was talking with some coworkers. We were thinking seven or eight was going to be the number. And when I saw three and a half, I was shocked. Now, I will say if IU has a lead late, I'm worried because I can see them losing this game close if they have a lead in the second half. What I'm expecting is I bet Purdue is going to be leading, Mm -hmm. whether it's a small amount. Purdue is a great free throw shooting team. So even if this game is close and Purdue is leading, I think they still win by like eight to 10 points because they make their free throws off intentional fouls. Jaden Ivey against Illinois went 14 of 15 from the free throw line. Their team can flat out shoot free throws. And, you know, I see this as a game where maybe we claw back and make it close at the end, but Purdue still wins by double digits. Um, Kind of an emotional hedge because obviously I'm rooting for the Hoosiers. I haven't seen uh, IU beat Purdue on the hard court since I was a senior in high school, which is terrifying to think about. Um, I'm hoping IU wins, but we're still allowing a little lose-lose situation if Purdue wins by three or less. I am down bad. But nonetheless, I'm liking Purdue minus three and a half at minus 106 value. All right, Patty, I got the Panthers-Oilers over in the NHL tonight. And do you know why this is a little shocking? Seven? It's at seven. I don't know if I've ever taken above six and a half over in the NHL. But I'm riding it tonight. I'm loving the Panthers. They just put up a dud against the Calgary Flames, only scored one goal. It was very uncharacteristic. I think they bounced back, and the Oilers can score as well. So I'm loving over seven there. And then I got Riley Opelka. I called him beating Keffer in the next round. I decided not to put it as a late dumbest dummy pick because the value was not great. He was actually favored to win. So Australia read my mind. The bookies read my mind in Australia, I should say. Um, but I'm loving him tonight. He's got Denis Shapovalov, and uh, oh, I, I butchered that. Hold on, Denis Shapovalov. There we go. That's <laughs> how you pronounce his name. Uh, these are these are two uh, Shapovalov. Oh my God, Shapo. Just say Mr. S. Shapovalov. No, I know the pronunciation. That's what's frustrating. <laughs> it's just hard not reading it's, it, right? Pronounce <laughs> Shapovalov is higher ranked. Uh, He should be the favorite, uh, but they're actually both at minus 108. So it's almost coin flip value, and I'm loving the 6'11 American. I know that may be a hot take. Americans struggle in the late rounds of Grand Slam tournaments, but it's who I'm rooting for. I'm sick of not being able to bet with my heart. So I'm going Riley Opelka tonight on the hard court in Melbourne. Isn't it Melbourne? It is Melbourne for Americans, but... Native Australians don't say ours. 
So it is Melbourne. Okay. See, that's that's value added right there. I had no Le- idea. Le- Lates get fucking wild in Melbourne. <laughs> God. Uh, okay. You, you went there. Okay. Um, all right. I'll say – well, I, I let me say this. The reason Purdue is so lightly favored is because it's Big Ten basketball on the road. Doesn't matter what team it is. That's always a struggle. That's always a tough matchup. But I agree with you. I think uh, Purdue should handle it in three and a half. Doesn't seem like it's enough juice. And especially if uh, Trace Jackson Davis isn't 100%. Yeah, and I think just being a skeptical IU basketball yeah. fan, yeah. Um, so many things need to go right for IU to win this game. Um, I would be very surprised if Purdue won close. I think they either... I think they either even even if they I I worded that wrong. If they win close, I think it's an eight point game because they make their free throws. I know I said that already, but I was truly shocked the line was only three and a half. So uh keeping it simple, if Purdue wins by one, two, or three, I'm probably in a bad spot. But uh mentally I mean I'm in a bad I'm in a low place. But um if we win, I'm happy. If we lose by four or more, uh I make some money. So kind of an emotional hedge. Uh, feeling good about the boilers, hoping IU pulls it off. Yep. Okay. Uh, group best bets is as a group, we are up a whopping point zero eight units. Hey, we're staying positive, baby. So I have three bets written down here, Diz, that I just put together that I think are probably good ones for our group best bets. Okay. Purdue minus three and a half. Yep. Panthers, Oilers over seven. I mean, you're talking my language, Patty. And then Golden State Warriors minus 13 versus the Pacers. Pacers without Sabonis and Miles Turner tonight. Okay. Here's a couple things I want to say. Okay. I thought you were going to list all three of my dumbest dummies, and I was going to say that's probably not a bad idea because I'm – that's probably not a good idea because I'm ice cold. I will say of the two of the two that are mine – I think those are my two favorites. Riley Opelka is more of like a, a a heart pick. So I support the first two, obviously, because they're mine. But I feel really good about those two. My only concern with Golden State minus 13 and a half is uh, wasn't there a bad beat with them yesterday? So they beat the Pistons by 15 and a half. So they were on the right side of the bad beat. Oh, so you were on the wrong side of it. Correct. Remember, I was like, I'm taking the Pistons. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. And so Golden State actually won that game. It was uh, the line was fifteen and a half, and the Golden State Warriors actually won by sixteen. So, and, and then my my next thing there is I I think the Pacers came back late and won on the road in L.A. last night. Is that correct? That is correct. But then think about that. They're on a back. Was Sabonis playing? Sabonis was playing. I think. Okay, that I mean that's. Uh, but the the fact of the matter is one the Lakers are trash. Um, that's that's number one, but two having a back to back in Golden State and then in L.A. and then you don't have your uh, like your let's see arguably your best player. So yeah, Sabonis played thirty five minutes last night, Diz, and he had a triple double. And now he's not playing tonight. Obviously, uh, what's his name uh, Turner didn't play last night, but still, I think I think Golden State could beat the Lakers right now at minus thirteen. So, I uh, I really like the Golden State Warriors in this spot. 
I support it. Just had to get my doubts. Had to get my doubts out there. Hell, I have doubts about my own bets, damn it. At least you're more confident than me. The only doubt I have about this is Draymond Green is still out. But I don't think that really matters as much, especially against a Pacers team that's just not good right now. Love it. The Pacers, I think I heard, have the third worst record in the Eastern Conference. No idea. I haven't followed him in a long time. And we're going to trade Sabonis, who's my favorite player. Which... Actually... We're getting more. Which, we're getting more calls about Miles Turner now. Granted, Miles Turner is probably now out past the trade deadline, but um, yeah, it's I'm I'm totally okay with the Pacers rebuild. I just don't fully believe that it will happen, um, and we can't draft for shit. Um, so getting rid of Sabonis hurts my soul, even if it's the right thing to do. So I'm kind of out on the Pacers until further notice. Herb Simon, like the owner of the Pacers, was like, we're not going to do a rebuild. We're just going to maybe retool the team. And I'm like, well, that's the problem. We need to rebuild. We suck. Yeah. No one wants to come to Indy, first off. We can't get any free agents or anything. I was going to say small market NBA franchises are the hardest to rebuild, especially with, like, the lottery and not knowing if you're first pick or whatever. Yeah. so I, I don't know. The Cavs, unless we, though. like, we should honestly hope we're losing at this point, so we get a better draft pick because we will, yeah. maybe have a lottery pick for the first time like ever. Yeah, which is nuts to think about. Um. I saw, so yeah, I, I think the Pacers need to make a move for Ben Simmons. I really do. Um, and apparently there was a, uh, the Detroit Pistons went after Ben Simmons. And Detroit was trading, like, four starters in a first-round draft pick, and the 76ers, like, laughed at him. Yeah, we'll fucking take him. Can't get much worse. Yeah, so. And he's young as fuck. So, if we're doing a rebuild, like, you have Duarte, who can ball. He's a rookie. You got Ben Simmons, who's not a rookie, but he's young, because I think he joined the NBA when he was 19 years old. Um, And, you know, maybe you keep – I don't know if you can – sustainably keep Sabonis, but you know, you get you kinda got some young talent there. Maybe there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm being an optimist because it can't get any worse. Hey, I'm I'm big on optimism. You know me. Alright, Diz. I have three options for you for what for what I'm gonna give you next, okay? Oh Jesus. We have TNT Thursday. Of course. We have the multi-sport Hail Mary parlay of the day. Okay. And then we have chaos theory tonight. Oh, shit. I was close to hitting last night, and without even thinking about chaos theory tonight, I had picked four uh, Moneyline underdogs. So I just really had to scrap for one, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities tonight. So I I have three options for you for what we're going to do next. I want chaos theory first. Okay, so Chaos Theory. Again, quick refresher if you don't know what Chaos Theory is. It's where you pick four or five Moneyline underdogs and you parlay around robbing them together and you're just hoping for crazy stuff to happen. Last night I did it and I hit three of the five and I did a round robin on fours, so I was very close to hitting. And so tonight I've got... Five Moneyline underdogs. If you round robin four of them and take the parlay, then, uh, you know, if all five hit, great. If not, if only four hit, then you're in business. But 
I got the uh, Sabres money line versus the Dallas Stars. I got the Mavericks money line versus the Suns. I got the Oilers money line versus the Panthers. I've got the Los Angeles Kings money line versus the Avalanche. And the Montreal Canadiens against the Vegas Golden Knights. Bang. I, I know you don't like that Oilers pick, Diz, but let's just be frank. The Panthers on the road are nowhere near the team they are at home. No, I don't I don't hate that at all. I mean, I do think the Panthers will bounce back tonight, but a home dog, you know, I you know I'm a sucker for home dogs. I love their value. I was I was honestly thinking about them in our group best bets, but um no, I, I'm I'm certainly okay with that pick. Which leaves us TNT Thursday or the multi-sport Hail Mary parlay of the day, Diz? I want the multi-sport parlay last, so let's do okay. TNT. Okay, TNT Thursday. Uh, in case you guys don't know, go on FanDuel. You go to the promos, you click on TNT Thursdays, you opt in, and then you get a $10 risk-free same-game parlay of the two games that are on TNT tonight. You have the options of the Pacers, Golden State Warriors, which I would stay away from. And then you have the one that I went with, which was the Suns versus the Mavericks. Um, so this is $10 to win $184.73. Luka Doncic, under two and a half threes. Cam Johnson, over one and a half threes. Cam Johnson, over three and a half rebounds. Cam Johnson, over nine and a half points. Campaign, over three and a half assists, and Devin Booker over three and a half assists. And of course, all of these Diz over the last 10 games have an 80% hit rate or higher. Love it. Okay, and then the multi-sport Hail Mary parlay of the day, Diz. This is all the NHL and all the NBA games tonight, so that means nine NHL games, three NBA on the spread. One dollar to win how much? 12 games all on spread. That's not right. They're not all on the spread. N- have, you NHL's have... money line. Yeah. Basketball's on the spread. Correct. Uh, oh, shit. 2400 Not bad. It is $1 to win $1,995.36. So essentially two grand on this. All right. Starting in the NHL, I got Bruins money line versus the Capitals. Flyers money line versus the Blue Jackets, Sabres money line versus the Stars, Penguins minus one and a half versus the Senators. Oh jeez. Predators money line versus the Jets, Oilers money line versus the Panthers, Kings money line versus Avalanche, Golden Knights money line versus Canadians, which I know I said on the Chaos Theory I have the other side of that game, but uh, I'm actually doing that in case this parlay gets down late into this game. That game goes at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I will not be able to stay awake and watch the rest of that game. But if it comes down to that point, then I can get better value hedging with the Canadians than I can with the Golden Knights. Um, and then, of course, I got Sharks, Moneyline versus the Kraken. And then in the NBA, I got Mavericks, plus 2.5 versus the Suns, Knicks, minus 4 versus the Pelicans, and Warriors, minus 12 versus the Pacers. Bang. All right, Diz, anything you need to get off your chest before we uh, send these folks into a uh, football Friday? Uh, can we can we promote an early start time for a football Friday for our YouTube watchers out there? Are you coach with like a maybe a 4.15 or a 4.30 start time, Patty? I 
think so. I think I have a meeting tomorrow from like 2 to 2.30, but I think outside of that, yes, for, let's just say 4.30 for now. 4.30 for now, I would love to do it earlier, but are we, are we coached with 4.30, and then if I get off earlier than I expect, we may shoot earlier? Yes, 100%. And uh, full Bang. transparency, no one watches on YouTube anyway, so uh, <laughs> we we can uh, do what we will with that. That's funny. You're supposed to keep that on the low pad. I made it seem like we have thousands of viewers. I know, I know. It's that are that are waiting to listen and watch on a four o'clock on a Friday. Absolutely, they're always sitting on their edge of their seats. Nothing better than a football Friday on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> Anything else, Diz? I don't think so. What do you got? Yeah, I don't have anything. I'm hoping some uh, some bets hit tonight. I've been uber close. I also did, did a three-leg uh, first basket parlay. Should I go ahead and give that out just for shits and gigs? Yeah, why not? Why not? So I got Luka Doncic first basket. I got Evan Fournier first basket. And I got Andrew Wiggins first basket. Each of those uh, individually range from like plus 500 to plus – 750 so if if you bet all three of those individually and one of those hits you make money on that um but then i also parlayed them together and i believe if all three hit then you end up at like 330 dollars on one dollar bet Bang. so i just need three baskets to go my way tonight Diz. hey my last thing before we sign off now that i'm thinking about it if mike woodson doesn't wear a suit tonight is it is it you might as well cash our bets then. What'd you say? You might as well cash our bets then if, if Mike Woodson's not wearing a suit. Correct. But knowing that we're undefeated when he wears a suit, is there any chance that, no, you have to wear a suit? You can't. So I don't know. How I don't does, know. How does this man's not have a suit sponsorship yet? If you're if you're like men's warehouse, why are you not sponsoring this guy and get him a fresh shoot new suit every single game? Because we might lose by fifteen to Purdue tonight. Does, we gotta win matter. it. We, we gotta beat a good team at home first. I get we I guess we beat Ohio State, but it, it's a it's a marketing opportunity for a suit company. Whether you say it's an actual stat or relevant or not, it doesn't matter at this point. If someone is undefeated wearing a suit coat and you're a suit company, and it's a Big Ten school, why are you not on the phone right away giving this man a, a, a sponsorship, trying to get something for your company? The victory suit discount? Get a did a, get a discount after the Hoosiers <laughs> win when Woodson's in a suit? Oh, man. That's, that's, a, that's hilarious. Just something I thought about. Like, How does he not have a sponsorship yet? People aren't galaxy-brained like me and you, Pat. Guess not, man. I mean, clearly, while we have this podcast, that's that's the only reason why. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. And then, as we mentioned many times in this, make sure you check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Get notifications for when we do go live. Search for Sports Betting by Dummies in the search bar. Make sure you filter by channel. We should be the first one up there to look for the black and yellow logo. You can't miss it. But uh, thank you all for listening. Hope you have a very profitable night. 
and we will see you all tomorrow for Football Friday. Thank you.